Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have on Rossi, who is a yoga teacher, as well as a entrepreneur helping others to really find their passion and just go out there and just work on the thing that they want to be working on. So Rossi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and sort of dive into your journey to get to this point? Sounds good. Again, my name is Rossi, and uh, by my accent, you can recognize that I'm from Texas. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm from Bulgaria, and it's a small country in the Mediterranean, a little bit north region, so in the Black Sea. So what we're known about is being very straightforward people. And I have carried that throughout all my life. And often I have been told that I'm pushy and bossy and all the things. So I decided to own it. And now I'm known as Bossy Rossi. So (laughs) just a little bit about me. And so you know that I'm not yelling at you. It's just the way that I talk. (laughs) I began on my yoga journey really early when I was about 17 because of a loss of my lost one. And I like to think that yoga discovered me. And as the years progressed, I was uh, one of those people that was kind of lost. Like, I didn't know what I want to do. I wanted to do this and that. And I couldn't see myself sitting nine to five behind a desk. No offense to those of you who, who do that for a living. We all have our place, but that was not me. So I had to reinvent myself and refigure out who I am as a um, productive part of the society as well, as uh, what is driving me, what makes me wake up in the morning and want to do the things. And um, how can I implement that and also monetize it, right? Because uh, finding your passion is great, but also we have a saying in Bulgaria, the cheese in the store cost money. <laughs> so we do have to make some living uh, one way or another. And it's easier when you make living from what you love. Mm-hmm. When you don't feel like, oh, now I have to do this. And so after I took my first yoga training in 2014, I kept on that internal self-exploration path of who I am and how do I want to proceed in life. And I went through different, a couple of different routes. I even do the MLM for a little bit. I love the company. I don't like the, the sales module. So It wasn't me. I had to leave that behind me. But I discovered that my true passion is really helping others. And so I started mentoring new yoga teachers and I'm coaching people and helping them discover what they're passionate about or going through the process that I did in their own way so they can discover what really moves them underneath. So this is where I am now. I do energy healing. I do traditional body work and uh, many other things, like little things in life that before I thought that 
I will have to concentrate on this one thing only. And it turned out mm-hmm. I don't have to. I'm not a brain surgeon. <laughs> I don't have to concentrate on one thing. I can do all these different things that I like all together. Yeah, for sure. That's something that I've definitely had to find out, you know, sort of learn about because right now, I mean, I do a number of things and they're not in the same industry. They're all different sort of areas of life, but they're all something I'm passionate about. So it's not like I'm just doing things just to do things, which is so amazing. I want to sort of ask you about, was there ever a switch where you're like, oh, I should start doing something that I actually enjoy, that I actually love to do. That way I can be sort of happier in life. I guess I have always had that. I've been to many interviews in the past and places and and then I can convince somebody to hire me. <laughs> it's easy for me to show them I am passionate about this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put 100% and I'm a hard worker, so I will. But internally, I'll struggle. I'll suffer. And like, that's not what I want to do for life. I will continue to, to come back to, uh, I don't want to go back to work for this. And so I think I've always knew that those things are temporary and they're just a means to an end, finding out how in the meantime, what I'm passionate about, I just didn't really call it that. I wasn't necessarily looking for something I was passionate about, but I was always approaching a job like, can I wake up tomorrow and still want to do this job? Mm. And if not, then what's the goal? Like, what am I doing here? Am I paying my rent today? Is that, is that why I'm going to work today? Or am I doing something more? Is this like what I really want to do? Even if sometimes the things that we're passionate about are not very profitable to begin with. And so after I finished my yoga training, I was asked to help other new teachers to develop themselves or to mentor them. And so that's how I more uh, discovered that the one job that I really like to do is actually I'm not getting paid for was that mentorship that I just did voluntarily because I wanted to help those people grow. I'm like, why do I keep waking up every day and going and doing that even for an hour a day, not every day, but an hour, let's say a couple of hours a week. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this with so much passion and so much like, well, I really want to be there. I don't want to lose this, even though it's, I'm not getting paid for. And I was like, maybe this is really what I want to do. I've always had an internal need to help others, and I volunteer quite a bit as well. But that was more of a channeling all that into one. It's like, hmm, this is something that I can really actually explore and become more aware of and do more intentionally. So it's not always free. I can still offer free advice, free help. I'm still mentoring groups every week for a couple of hours for mm-hmm. free but i also am monetizing that now and i developed that skill to acknowledge that yeah that's so important part. i think a lot of the time yeah i think a lot of the time when people find something they love to do they're like oh i have to do it for free the rest of my life because it's just a side thing it's not going to provide me with sort of the monetary value that other things would and like that's not true at all you know like you can easily scale something in order for it to provide you with a salary that sustains you for life and i want to know sort of like what was your experience when you started to monetize these things and, and this coaching part and like how did you sort of get over the hump of like oh like I actually have the knowledge to coach these people. I actually am sort of good enough in the sense that, that they want me to be their coach. 
it was not easy. <laughs> As you said, you can easily switch and, and make money, but it's not really easy. You do have to put some work in, in whatever it is that you're doing. And you also have to have that a little bit of sense of my job, my work, this work that I'm putting in does matter. And it is important. And if it wasn't important, people wouldn't take it. They wouldn't use it. They mm -hmm. would just not be there for that service, correct? So there is a need of what you're doing. And it takes a little bit of internal belief and sometimes like pushing yourself past the disbelief that it's not important and it doesn't matter. And it does help to have a good group of people around you that can help you build that confidence if you don't have it. Mm. And there are some of us who are born internally with that, or maybe they grew up in an environment that was very nurturing and helped them to really have that confidence. And there are a lot of us who don't. And I was not one of those naturally confident people. I appear very confident, but I have a lot of doubts. <laughs> and it's constant battle with my head. It's like, mm, who are you to think that you can do this? Why would you be so important that people will seek you? And I think that volunteering to support those New Yoga teachers really helped me build that internal belief that actually what I do matters. From their testimonials, I took a lot of empowerment to what I really do and that they have told me and my students as well as a yoga teacher have given me every now and again this little bits and pieces that like what you said in this class really changed my life. And I'm like, oh my God, because what I said in that class was I always share things from my heart and from my experience. So they're, they're very personal and uh, becoming vulnerable for them really mm -hmm. helped them move forward. And if you know, Bulgarians were not very naturally vulnerable people that we keep that be seen. We're strong. We have to move forward. We have to succeed. We have to do this and that. And we don't have to be so tough or appear so tough in order to, to succeed. Mm -hmm. What we just need to do is ourselves. So it helped me a lot, those testimonials from people who are already mentoring and teaching. A good group of people, a good community that I have stumbled upon and really continuing to self-study, looking internally and, and keep making sure that do I, does that still make me happy? Is this still what I want to do? Yeah, I love that. That's powerful. What is sort of your biggest tip for those who are really trying to find something that they love to do, but they're really just, they're, right now they're just struggling with that? I think a lot of us have different, different ways of getting that aha moment. Part of it is really looking inward and being honest with yourself. In yoga, there is a term, it's called satya, that means truthfulness. And it comes right after a word, ahimsa, that means do no harm. And so when you're truthful to yourself, but you're not punishing yourself for your honesty and for your exploration and continue finding a place of growth, whether it is reading a book today, maybe that book is not absolutely related to anything you're going to do in the future, but it may still help you find some little breakthrough in whatever it is that you're doing throughout the day. So I would say self-study is really, really important for finding who you want to be and how you want to go through life. 
what is important for you? What are your core values? And there are tons of workshops out there to find your core values, to build your own brand and all the things. And all of them, in their essence, are trying to ask you to dig deep and find those like couple of words that keep coming up for you, that keep moving you. I like to take some of those courses every now and again, and sometimes I get stuck in the very beginning. A lot of them start with, make your 20-year goal, and then go back to your 10-year goal, and then go back to your 5-year goal. And that's like very broad for me. I like to go from the other way around and have things more tangible in the next year. And I discovered that doing a lot of those courses. I wasn't born with that knowledge that that's my way of doing things. I discovered that on the way while I was doing all the other things, like taking those courses. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying it's another way of doing things. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is really a wrong and right way to discover who you are. But the more you self-study, the more you know how you like to learn how you perceive things, what works for you and what doesn't. And you can only achieve that if you're really honest with yourself. And being honest with yourself is really hard often. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but we like to lie to ourselves a lot. And so I like to tell the story every now and again because it's really true. I've been in Colorado for 15 years, give and take. And I kept saying that I want to be a snowboarder. I want to be a snowboarder. I want to be a snowboarder. 15 years later, I have not been one time snowboarding. I've been like handful of times skiing. I don't like the cold. And you were like, why do you live in Colorado? Actually, Colorado is warm most of the time. Even in the winter right now, it's pretty nice out, even though the streets are icy. <laughs> so I do love Colorado for all those reasons. But I guess, I don't really want to snowboard that much. I'm just saying it. And I have this vision in my head that, I, oh, that's cool. It's got like, like badass or whatever my brain and my ego likes to connect it with. But the fact is, I still haven't been snowboarding once. And I've had opportunities. So it's not, it's not like I didn't. So once you're honest with yourself, like maybe one day I'll snowboard, but it's not in my one year, like, I really need to do this bucket list. And so sit down and writing things down that are like, what is immediately possible for me? Am I, if you are a yoga teacher, certified yoga teacher, am I connected with this teaching? Do I really want to continue on that path and become a yoga teacher of teachers? Can I lead yoga teacher training? Do I want to do that? Do I do I feel, and I know everybody has something to offer. So if you're telling yourself, I have nothing to offer, it's not true. You do have something to offer. All you need to do is just keep thinking of what really makes me happy. And sometimes people around you would give you a hint. People would always call me a leader or a bossy person, which it depends. If I was a man, I was going to be very ambitious. <laughs> but since I'm a woman, I'm bossy. So, and really own your personality, who you are, and find out that sometimes those things that we perceive as that they are negative are actually now really negative. They can work for us. My stubbornness has really brought me where I am. And my teacher says, if your vice works for you still, keep it yeah. until it doesn't. So just sit down, be honest with yourself, 
write down some words that resonate. I have the greatest dictionary <laughs> where I like to go and search for words that that resonates with me more than other words. So you can really discover what your core values are. What is making you move? What are your love languages? There's great test on the five love languages if you have never heard of them. Just so you know what moves you, what makes you internally like who you are underneath all the layers and the labels that we like to put on ourselves. Yeah, that is a wonderful practice to do. And I feel like that is the back sort of like starting out tip because it's really passion is all about like who you are and what you want to achieve in your life. And I think that finding out, you know, sort of your core values and what you're made of is is the best first step to take. Before we roll into the final question of the podcast, I want you to let people know where they can find you on the web and on social and all the things. I'm good. So I am teaching currently at the River Yoga. You can find me on their schedule. I also teach from home as well. So how you can find me is if you go to my website, rossi-v.com, uh, you'll find a calendar with where you can find me pretty much on the daily, on the regular. And you can find also a lot of my offerings, such as workshops and other events and teacher trainings. If you're a yoga teacher, I also do continuing yoga education. So uh, on social media, you can find me under Bossy Rafi Yoga, uh, both Instagram and Facebook. And over there, you can also find all the offerings. I have links inside of my profiles as well. And if you're interested in setting up new intentions for the year, I'm leading both in-person and virtual workshop retreat on the 2nd of January, uh, where we're going to explore a little bit of that, how to set up our intention for the next year so we don't have this 300 goals that we never get around to do in the end of the year. Like, oh, I have like three days and (laughs) finish 105 things. So we're going to set one intention to keep us moving throughout the year, something that is really personal for you. So if you're interested, you can sign up for that on my bio as well. And all of her links will be down below. So do not worry. Go check out the show notes. I want to roll into the final question of the podcast, which is the question that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on. So based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off how you have fashioned your passion? Uh, It's tough for me to summarize this in short, but if I have to give you one thing, it will be be authentic to who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you are is the only thing that nobody else can be. You can be yourself the way you are. You can be successful with everything you already have. All you need to do is unpeel the layers. So mm-hmm. be authentic to you and things will fall into place. Absolutely. I love that so much. Rati, thank you so much for coming on the show today. For those who are listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and screenshot this new listening episode, post it on your Instagram story, and tag us, and let us know one thing that you learned from this episode, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. 
I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.